0: 43-year-old Jasmine has been struggling with the pandemic and recently lost her dream job. Confused as to what to do next, she's questioning her purpose and the true meaning of life. It's as if she's suddenly woken up from a deep sleep, realizing nothing is what it seems. Deep inside, Jasmine dreams of living a fulfilled life. But where will she find the energy to face reality when everything is crumbling under her feet? Will she dare make different choices and finally learn to stand up for herself? Will she discover the true secret of happiness? Well, to find out, stay tuned as every week, your host, Nadia Fleury, is sharing with you Jasmine's journey. Hello there, thank you so much for tuning in. I so appreciate that you are here. Today's episode is a combination of the last two weeks. I did not want to break the chapter in half, so it's a little longer. However, it includes this week and last week. With no further ado, today's episode, how to open your heart to the truth. Jasmine couldn't believe her eyes. Although brief, Alan had responded to her text. Hi, you. How are you? We could meet briefly at 2 p.m., but let's skip the coffee. Any suggestion where? Jasmine promptly suggested, Near my home. There is a lovely park. I can meet you on one of the park benches near the fountain. And, for good measure, she gave Alan the park's location. Jasmine was nervous at the idea of meeting Alan and couldn't stand still. The clock seemed to be frozen. Every hour felt like days. She kept checking her phone to make sure Alan hadn't changed his mind. Eager to make a good impression, Jasmine worried about what to wear. She decided to go casual, wearing one of her favorite pair of blue jeans, which looked perfect with an elegant lavender pullover sweater. She kept her long blonde hair loose and makeup to the minimum. She wasn't starving, but wanted to eat before heading to the park. She went back downstairs to make herself some lunch. Not enjoying the feeling of walking on crumbed toast, coffee grains, mixed with sticky wet flour, she wore flip-flop around the kitchen. It was sad to see how much Gray was determined to leave a trail of his eating habits. Luckily for her, he had gone out, probably to eat proper food. Jasmine found Gray's retaliation shallow and childish. For someone who was concerned about wasting food, he wasn't helping himself. It pinched her heart to see how low Gray would go to hurt her feelings. He knew how much of her heart and soul she had poured into the kitchen remodel. Three years ago, Jasmine undertook most of the design project and financed it all. It appeared Gray was willing to undermine the overall investment just on principle. Wanting to leave before Gray returned, Jasmine set to walk to the park 30 minutes ahead of schedule. To her surprise, Alan was already sitting a few benches away from her usual spot. He had chosen to sit under the warm March sun. He was wearing a pair of blue jeans and a long sleeve burgundy shirt, and regardless of his untidy black hair, he looked he looked majestic. His aura, his aura exuded a purple glow. As he as he heard her arrived, he turned his head in her direction. Jasmine became self-conscious. Her throat dried up, forgetting all the questions she wanted to ask. Jasmine's heart did a somersault as she saw his warm smile. She felt as if she had transformed into a human spring rucker. She felt as if she had transformed into a human spring rocker. Spring rocker. Her body was rocking forward with anticipation, but Alan's deep gaze made her feel as if someone had poured concrete over her feet. Don't be stupid, she thought and marched on. She arrived next to Alan and smiled as she extended her right hand to offer a handshake. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm so thrilled that we could meet. As she spoke, Helen got up and gently took her hand while placing his left hand on her elbow, as he invited her to sit down. Once sat, he gazed into her pretty face, assessing perhaps her well-being as he said, it's nice to see you again. How are you? There was a lot of meaning in his question. She sensed it was the reason why he accepted to meet her so eagerly. A little nervous, otherwise I'm fine, said Jasmine in a soft voice. Thank you for asking. Nervous, he laughed. Why? On a whim, she decided to be honest. I don't usually look forward to meeting random strangers at the park. Saying it out loud made her feel self-conscious, and she could feel her cheek reddening. Expert in public relation, Alan noticed her discomfort and gave her some room to breathe. As she regained composure, she diverted the conversation away from her feelings. She asked, So, you found the park? Do you know the area well? No, I don't. However, your directions were perfect. I live in Laguna Niguel, which is about 40 minutes from here, said Alan. Surprised, Jasmine added, Wow, that was quite a drive. I assumed you lived nearby since we met in this neighborhood. On the day we met... My team had organized a meet-up in a nearby hotel. I wanted to grab some snack before heading to the meeting. I usually pick up the food near the hotel, so I don't have to travel with the cooler, Alan explained. You do your own errands? she exclaimed, blushing again. She didn't mean it to say it like that, and now regretted her comment. Jasmine's spontaneity and light-heartedness were at the core of her charm, but years of living with Gray taught her to suppress her essence. However, the man in front of her wasn't Gray. He actually laughed out loud. Sure, I do my own errands. I know what you think. Don't let yourself be deceived by what you saw online. We are all equal. Noticing her sensitivity again, he gently took her two hands in his and invited her to turn sideways so that they could face each other. His bright blue eyes rested on Jasmine's. Still tenderly holding her hands, he said, "Jasmine, you are always welcome to be who you truly are." He had murmured her name so softly, It felt as if he was blowing on her bruised heart. Everything about him invited warmth and security. It was as if he intuitively knew Jasmine's pain. Without knowing why it was happening, she sensed a gentle current flowing through her whole body. Encouraged by Alan's openness, she asked, Why do I feel as if I've just been plugged into a wall socket? Is it just me, or do you feel it too? I'm feeling it too, Jasmine. It's the energy. Everything is made of matter and energy. Right now, you are picking up a new frequency we are emitting together. It tickles, she said with a girlish smile. Seeing that she was becoming more comfortable, Alan released her hands and continued. I want to apologize again for the grocery store incident. I didn't think I was driving fast, but I'm sure, from your angle, it must have been terrifying seeing a car coming, even at 10 miles per hour. I admit it shook me deeply, replied Jasmine, but it sort of awakened me from a deep sleep. I wouldn't recommend it as a therapy session, but it surely stirred me in a new direction. How so? he asked, perhaps a little too brusque. Jasmine blushed again. Part of her wanted to tell him, but she was afraid he might laugh at her. Keeping his soft blue eyes on hers, Alan paused for a while, breathing in the moment. Then added, I've watched my mom being mentally abused by my father. I was 15 when she finally gathered the courage to divorce. She did not know how she would keep the family together and she knew my dad wasn't going to help financially. At 45, she returned to school and studied as a nurse to take care of my younger siblings and me. I remembered watching her studying into the night, hoping for the best. When she graduated, she took a night shift job to make sure that we would have a home-cooked meal for dinner and help my siblings with homework. We grew up in a dysfunctional home for so long where yelling and fear of punishments were normal, and I think she wanted to give us a fresh new start. However, I was scarred by what I saw at a young age and felt helpless. I was trying to fit in at school. Still, without a father figure, I found myself more often in evening detention rather than being home helping my family. One day, a new math teacher named Mr. Daniel came to the school. He wasn't my teacher, but being the last one in, he was the one who had to supervise the kids in detention. After a while, he noticed that it was more or less the same kids who finished up in his evening class, and it dawned on him that copying lines wasn't solving any problem. So one day he decided to do something different. And what he did changed my life. What did Mr. Daniel do? Jasmine asked, eager to know. It's a long story, and I want to do it justice. So I will share it with you another time he said kindly. In a nutshell, Mr. Daniel woke me up to my infinite possibilities as he inspired me like no other adult had done before. He gave me a new perspective on how to see life, made me aware that my thoughts determine my outcomes, and be very careful about who I let in my mind. Mr. Daniel also explained the danger behind unhealthy habits. In short, he made me see that I matter, that I have a lot of amazing things to offer if I accept the quest of living rather than just existing. Ever since then, I made it my mission to guide myself and others in living an extraordinary life. When I saw your worried look at the grocery store, it was as if I had gone back in time. I recognized the signs. It dawned on me that I should have given you the means to reach out only a minute after you've left. It was a twist of fate that I had prepared totes as a giveaway for the meeting. When I saw your bag had broken apart, I removed the stuff from one of the totes. Luckily, A business card slipped away from the binder. Nothing happens by accident, Jasmine. The universe put both of us on each other's path for a purpose. Only time will tell why. For now, I want you to know that whatever you say is perfect, just as you are. And that I am also pleased you reached out. I know it takes courage to ask for help. Jasmine had listened to Alan's story with rapt attention. She felt blessed and privileged by his presence and insights. Miss Jane said the same thing to me, that my thoughts determine my outcome, she added. Who is Miss Jane? Alan asked curiously. I'm not sure. It's one of the reasons I wanted to see you. For more than 20 years, I've been following what my mother and now Gray, my husband, expect of me. For a long time, I simply did what I was told, assuming it's how I'm supposed to live my life. However, when I lost my job last October, it gave me a lot of time on my hands to think. In January, I've experienced something I can't explain. It was as if I was dreaming. But the dream was real as if I entered into another dimension. In the dream, I came across Miss Jane. At first, I thought she was a friend, but it turned out she was my other self, a voice from within. She woke me up. I know all of this is happening in my head, but what she says appears to be closer to the truth than anything else around me. "After the incident with you," Jasmine continued, feeling more comfortable sharing, "I came here to think, and Miss Jasmine whispered in my heart that I'm valuable and it was up to me not to let my husband bully me any more." As she heard herself, a her sudden rush of shame engulfed her. It was painful to admit the truth something Jasmine had never been able to do before. It was much easier to put everything painful under the rug and pretend nothing happened. Alan, familiar with the awakening process, stayed attentive and quiet. Why does speaking the truth hurt, Alan? She asked as new fresh tears ran down her cheeks. Because of false beliefs, he explained. We have been conditioned to believe other people's stories, which we may have built our entire life upon that information. The pain is in the attachment of the story, what it means to you. The open mind explorer will perceive a dead end road differently than a perfectionist who fears mistakes. Awakening is a gradual process of moving away from darkness into light. Nature doesn't classify right and wrong the way we do, but nature follows certain rules that no human can breach. For instance, you will reap what you sow. Feeling confused, Jasmine added, Alan, do you mean to say that I wanted my husband to smear me with food? Feeling he missed something, Alan looked at Jasmine, a little perplexed, I'm not sure. Can you tell me more? Two days ago, after I met you, I came here to think, and I realized that if I had died, I wouldn't have felt that my life was a complete success. Miss Jasmine, my other self, whispered to me that only I can stop the abuse, that I have everything within me to assert myself. Then I came home, and rush dinner, because Gray always expects to eat at a specific time, and I was already late. But then I found your business card and, well, I was distracted and burned the dinner. Well, when I served it to Gray, he got pissed at me and smeared the dinner onto my face. Jasmine's last sentence was muffled because at that point she felt so humiliated. She had covered her face with her hands as she broke down again. And then she felt a sudden rush of anger. She removed her hands and with fury she said, Alan, are you saying that I deserved being brutally treated? That I've somehow planted the idea that Grey can use me? As his punching bag? Alan paused, breathing in her pain. After a moment or two, he said delicately, Jasmine, I understand your anger. When I said that one of the laws of nature says you reap what you sow, it doesn't mean you deserve anyone's brutality. Sometimes, Mother Nature gives us tools we don't necessarily enjoy, but they serve to push us towards a new beginning. Pain and anger are forms of energy that trigger emotion that forces us to think and course correct. Although it's never fun to be in the midst of any emotional breakdown, these moments are essential when we seek newness. You just realize that your life feels incomplete and will continue to be the same unless you release something. Mother Nature is giving you an energy boost to force you out of your shell so that you can blossom into the best version of yourself, Alan added kindly. Jasmine had listened to Alan's words of wisdom with deep interest. No one had ever talked to her like that before. It wasn't just what he was saying but how he spoke to her with such gentleness in his voice. He had taken the time to be away from his family to help her understand that living is not linear. Still, we do eventually get what we sow, and more importantly, for the first time in years, she felt seen and understood at the core. What was it that I need to release, she wondered. Alan, I'm releasing the resentment I'm holding against my husband for all his cruelty and humiliations. As she spoke, she felt years of buried resentment releasing its grip as hot tears were melting away the metal chains she had wrapped around her heart. Like a sentinel, Alan stayed present and silent as she looked back into his kind blue eyes with deep gratitude in her heart. After a long moment, she whispered, Thank you, Alan, for helping me understand. No one has ever explained things the way you did today. I think it's time I let you go back to your family. I'm forever grateful for your time and wisdom, she added, as she got up. Alan got up, too, and he said, You're welcome, Jasmine. Alan, I know we don't know each other, but may I hug you? asked Jasmine timidly. Alan did not answer. He simply opened his arms. He took her into a tight embrace that would certainly be seen as sin 70 years ago. But at that moment, Jasmine relished herself in his squeeze. Without knowing why, she felt she had arrived home after being lost for what appeared to be centuries. Well, this concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you believe that it can help a friend, please go ahead and share it. And for now, please stay safe, healthy, and let's chat next week. Have a fabulous day.